Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I have a, a special guest on the uh, podcast today that I'm super excited to uh, hear from. Uh, he's been doing some amazing work um, that he's going to tell us about. Uh, before we get started with with our, our guest, um, today's show is being brought to you by FSR Cattle Company. FSR Cattle Company is a premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling cattle. Uh, they're out of Weatherford, Texas. Uh, whether you need a few hedges to practice around the place or you need a couple truckloads for a huge event, FSR Cattle Company is a place to get your steers. So check them out on Instagram or Facebook or at www.fsrcattlecompany.com. So I have uh, Joe Brayman on, on the podcast today. And Joe is a fifth-generation cattle rancher. Uh, he's a rodeo cowboy. He's a uh, chef. Uh, he's he's a man of many many talents. Uh, he's also involved in a conversa- conservation program um, with uh, the rhinos over in Africa, and uh, we're just going to roll right into it and, and let Joe start telling us about how that started and uh, um, go from there. So, Joe, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Well, good morning, Dan. How are you? Good, good. So. Um, just tell us, Joe, how, how did, how did this, this program get started and, and, you know, what exactly are you guys doing down there? Well, in late 2016, really late 2016, uh, I was contacted by a really good friend of mine. His name is uh, Ivan Carter. Uh, he's a huge conservationist there in, in South Africa and, and was a PH as well, really well renowned. He called me and he said, uh, uh, Joe, can you go over and do an, uh, an evaluation on, on the kennels that existed at the Southern African Wildlife College? And I said, what, what kind of hounds are they? And he said, they're, they're hounds to, to, um, to chase down poachers and, and, and where the helicopter could go down and, and, uh, or the field rangers could go down and apprehend the suspects that were killing all the rhinos. So I spoke with my wife briefly about it, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I, this guy's only involved in huge endeavors, and I felt obligated to go. And I went over and I spent, uh, it was early um, 2017 when I went over and, and did the evaluation on the kennels. And the hounds would, would track really well, but they wouldn't engage. And anyway, I spent a month there and, and told them I had to be the bearer of bad news and told them, I said, look, I've got to go back and train some hounds that will engage in the end and hold someone at bay until this happens because these guys are, are savages. I mean, they run for no reason. So that's how it got started. Man, and so, so now you've, um, just to, to get some other, a little bit of backstory on that. So what they're doing is they're, they're poaching these rhinos, killing these rhinos illegally, and then mm-hmm. they're, they're using the, the horn for, uh, medicinal purposes on the black market is that what they do absolutely yes and i, I i've got um uh it's, it's thirty thousand thirty thousand dollars a pound and the horns average uh 10 pounds so i mean the value of it on the black market is actually 
more than drugs. That's crazy. And, and it's, it's a sickening thing because I've seen some of the videos, uh, what they do. Um, and I've seen some of the, the rhinos that they're not even dead and they've all the way and they've, they've cut the horns off them. Um, so it's a, it's a horrific, horrific thing that's happening. So now you, you went down there, you evaluated, uh, you know, the dogs they were using and you, uh, came to the conclusion that you needed to train some better dogs. I did, and you know the state of Texas is known for uh, running humans with hounds for at the correctional facilities, and um, so uh, I came back and just you know we've been doing it for a long time. You know I've been a, a peace officer for nearly 20 years, and and been involved with the dogs on and off, and seen the, the training protocols, and and uh, so I went and got some puppies, and away we go, and and. Uh, Heck, it took me a little over a year and a half to get them ready to go, but we've had huge, huge success. So, and how many dogs did you did you train? I trained. Uh, the, the, that's an interesting question because I went through 131 to get 70 good ones, but I sent uh, 20 over uh, in the beginning just to to see if it was going to work. And and. Obviously, it, it it started working. So, how how many dogs have you guys done so far? Well, we've done we've got seventy seventy nine right now that are ready to go. Um, I sent twenty over initially to uh, to to kind of test the water and see how it was going to work. And and my first deployment, I caught three people over over twenty miles away. No kidding. And, yes, sir. And so. So, and these poachers are obviously armed and stuff. How, 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 do you, how do you deal with that, you know, with the dogs, you know, them not, you know, shooting a dog or something? Well, that's probably the, 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 the first question I'm asked from everyone is, but you have to understand in the greater Kruger Park, they have four helicopters available at all times. And when we deploy the dogs, we're over the top of them the whole way. And then the other helicopters are running a block. So, you know, if the guys take off running, you know, the dogs engage on one and hold him at bay. We go down and apprehend that person. And then um, the other helicopters take the other guys down. So you're actually overhead all the time and the dogs are, are, are safe. And yeah, and, and I, I didn't even think about that, but just the dogs obviously have track, uh, tracking collars, right? Right, right. You're, we're using the Garmin uh, Alpha 100. Um, and we, we know where the dogs are at all times, what pace they're running, and also a topo map of, of every track that, that they, they, every step they take. Yeah, and that's that, I, I can see that now, that's the beauty of it, because like you say, if you guys can be over top of them, you know where the dogs are at, they're on the suspect, they're, they're not getting away, because... No, and, and you know, um, I made a lot, a lot, over, over 20 uh, arrests in, in a very, very short period of time. Um, something has never been done and, and no one ever really tried to engage on the dogs. I mean, they would take off running, but the dogs would grab their pants and pull them back and tell them, Hey, you need to stop. Once they stopped, the dogs would circle them barking right. and then allow us to go in and make, make a lawful arrest. But, you know, a couple of times, um, for the first time, and, and I spoke to a lot of the Rangers there that, that, that the, people just completely surrendered, came out with their hands up and, and, you know, Hey, you got me. But the dog, the reason was is because the dogs were baying at them and they, you know, everyone's scared of a dog. 
That's that's crazy. Now, are 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 the um, are rhinos are are they on an endangered species list right now? They 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 are now. Um, the black rhino is the one that's taken the pounding so hard. And 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 here this this last trip, the only two that I saw that were poached were the white rhino. So you know they're still they're still picking away at them. And you know we've just got them pushed back and 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 scared scared to death to come into the park. Thank God. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, my um, I, I have some history in in, in conservation and in in hunting. Um, I actually I volunteered and taught hunter education for five years uh, when I was in California, and I, I know I know that no you know North American game animal has ever been uh, you know made extinct by regulated hunting. And that's mm-hmm. one thing people don't really understand about hunting and and how true conservation is is done and it's through excise tax on firearms, ammunition, archery equipment, you know, licenses, all that. And, and, you know, here, you know, you've, you know how to train hounds for hunting and everything else. And, you know, and you're a hunter and uh, you know, you're, you're doing something that, you know, people that just don't understand uh, about how it all really works um, is just an amazing, amazing thing to, you know, to help these animals and, and preserve them because that's what all hunters want to do anyway is we want to preserve the wildlife. Right. Well, you know, in, 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 in 1999, I, I got involved with the Texas Parks and Wildlife and, and I was, I was encouraged and, and, and by, by many people that really made a, made a mark on my life about conservation. You know, I know the Colonel Graham Jones, he, him, Captain Chuck Ford, uh, he lived at my place down in South uh, South Texas. Uh, Pinky Gonzalez, Roy Lawrence, all those guys just it, it imprinted me to to be a better person as far as conservation goes. And with my ability with a dog, it always it always encouraged me to be able to have that ability to catch someone if if they were to flee. And and you know it really didn't hit home with me in in South Africa until I saw an animal that that was paralyzed by a, by a hike caliber rifle um a 458 we this this animal with this rhino was shot in the back and paralyzed and his horn was removed and he was aspirating that blood and uh. left to die right there and he couldn't move uh. and that's when i i decided that was it I, I was fixing to i was fixing to make a difference and 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 we we did i mean it is unreal now, now, how many now? And, what, and again, my geography is bad. So you're in mm-hmm. you're in South Africa. In what right. uh, what are the names of the towns that you know? Um, I, the the town, the closest town to where um, to where I was is called Hootsprite. Um, it's right next to Kruger Park, Kruger National Park, and I I was stationed out of the Southern African Wildlife College there. Uh, it's it's on on Kruger Park. And and how long were you down there for? Sixty days. No kidding. Now, did you take uh, a, a team of guys with you, or was it uh, was it just you and the dogs, and then you worked with the uh, authorities there? It was it was just the dogs and I. Um, um, my family came over to visit uh, Rhino, a rhino sanctuary there, um, care for wild. Um, and they got to play with the baby rhinos and mess around. And then they came over the last three or four days and and uh, got to see some of my training and and got to go out in the field. Never on a live operation, but they got to to hang out and see what I was doing, which was really special for me. And then, how many uh, how many uh, people are on like the helicopter when you guys are you know tracking these 
Um, that would be to uh, the pilot, um, an assistant to, for me, and uh, two security officers in in the in the aircraft. Yeah. Now that's just that's it's crazy. It's amazing. And do they have an account on the on the rhinos over there now? They do, and that's that's one of the things that I. Uh, they do have account on the rhinos, especially the ones that have died. They've killed over, I, I believe, and I, I I don't want to quote. Uh, the number, but it's over six thousand since two thousand and seven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, every eight hours a rhino is killed somewhere for his horn. And um, the the encouraging part of the whole thing is is that that I, the last I was supposed to leave with my family on the second, and I ended up staying an extra two weeks because the uh, the head of the canine uh, program there. The trainer, he had to go on his two weeks off, so I stayed. And for nine days, um, there wasn't one track coming into the park. That's how hard we pushed back on. No kidding. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Now, are you are you going to be going back down there? Are you going to be training more dogs? What's what's the program look like from here moving? I'm forward? actually gonna, I've got to go back in December, I believe. Um, uh, I'll go back for a couple of weeks and kind of do an evaluation on the hounds and make sure that we're still on the right track. And also, um, I'm here right now uh, training uh, more dogs for the cause. Um, um, I think probably the first of the year, they're going to be sending over a big group, like maybe 50, to uh, to, to spread out across the, the, the country there and, and uh, really make a difference. Yeah. Now, now um, are the rhinos, you know, all over – uh, you know, that continent, or are they in just in certain places? Uh, Do you know, I, I believe they are. Um, I, I, I don't know that much about it. I just know that I was focused on, on Kruger Park and, and uh, working with the section regional and field rangers there. And, and uh, so I'm not sure how far they go, but yeah. um, I, I was basically just focused on, on the park. Yeah. And now, when, when did you start training dogs anyway? I started training dogs when I was nine years old, and uh, you know, for six years there, I, there's no telling how many dogs I ruined. <laughs> they knew more than I did. But you know, when I when I was 15, I, I can safely say that I was I was good enough to 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 consider myself a professional dog trainer. No kidding. And 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 what's the, what's the breed that that you train? I, I was I was running running Walker Hounds for Bobcats and Mountain Lions and 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 uh, you know I did that for whew, I'm still doing it you know I've been doing it 35 years. Man, that's 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 great. And then so you started training dogs young, and then you 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 grew up on on a ranch in Texas, fifth generation, right. and then you uh, competed. Uh, uh, in, in team roping or, or is that, is I did. That... I, I, I competed for, for years in, uh, the professional rodeo Cowboys association made the circuit finals eight times with Tyler Magnus and Trey Pope, Tim Fryer, Chud Dabler, people like that. And, and then <clears throat> I realized in 2008 that when my father passed away that I needed to, I needed to focus more on the land and the businesses. Yeah. And, and, uh, so now that, that, that brings up another, uh, another, uh, skill of yours you have, uh, I, I understand that you're, you're quite the, the chef. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, um, well, I don't know if I do or not. I, I, I uh, 
I actually started uh, in, in, it was in, I think, 99 when uh, I went to culinary school there in Ohio. Um, I went up there to go to a dog training school um, to train police dogs for narcotic bomb, you know, cadaver <clears throat> detection. And I would have to go on these tactical training exercises all through the night. But I found out that if I were to go to school for something, then I was exempt from having to go in minus degree weather on these on these operations. So I started taking some culinary classes and, and uh, I built off of that. And then in, in, um, heck, in, in, I guess, 2010, I started a winery and, and um, kind of as a branding uh, exercise to see if I was going to get any support. And it really took off. So um, I, I, I started a brewery as well. And I'm the, my brewery and winery is the only one since Rick Perry signed into law that allows you to have a winery and brewery under one roof in Texas um, um, that exists, to my knowledge right now, um, if they're in Richmond, Texas. No kidding. So now, yes, do you guys grow your grapes there? Uh, no, and mainly the grapes are, are grown in the High Plains, um, up in the Lubbock area. Um, the uh, the beer is all, all on site right there. Um, all the hops and stuff are stored there. All... Um, you know, got three brewmasters and, and you know, a huge facility. Uh, it's really a neat place. It's all I named the first branding of beer under under Running Walker from my my dogs. Uh, that's a label of a dog, and it says Running Walker across the front. And it's you know what rattled beer um, is in the can. Oh, that's great. And then the and then the the wine um, it, is that the just Bremen Winery? Is that what it is? A Bremen it is Bremen Bremen Brands. If you well, to Google Brayman Brands, you can see all of the stuff that we've got there at the, the facility. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, I'll, we'll put all that in the show notes, all the links and stuff too, so people can can find that. So now, do, do you, is that open to the public there, your 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 brewery and stuff? Or? Absolutely, absolutely. It's open Thursday through Sunday. Um, got a, a tasting room, um, got live music outside. Um, it's kind of a... Um, it's, it's really a cool place. It's a Western atmosphere on the inside and people from the city can kind of live vicariously through, through the, the brewery and winery if they're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, now once you got your, uh, um, you went to culinary school, so you became basically a chef, correct? Right. So you, so you do, you do a little cooking there at your place too? Uh, for the for my, my daughters and wife every day uh, when I'm home, <clears throat> when I'm home. <laughs> Um, I, I, I want them to be able to experience different cuisines from all over the world. And I, I change it up and I don't know, I try not to serve them the same thing twice in, in a year. So, um, they get to kind of, kind of experience the world through my cooking. Man, that's great. That is, that is so great. So now you, are you guys, uh, ranching at all still? I mean, running cattle or anything? Uh, we've got thousands of, of cattle here at the ranch and, and, uh, we're still on top of that as well. I mean, we, you know, the, 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 the ranch has existed since what the independence of Texas, uh, 1836 till now under the same family. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing history. Amazing. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> now, does it, any of the other family members work, you know, in the winery or brewery with you or. or well, that, that, that basically I'll tell you, you know, I, I created that for my daughters to give them a little bit of, of direction later on um, to be able to run the businesses, give them a goal to, to, to 
you know, get them through school and let let them, you know, spread their wings and fly with what I created, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Very cool. So <clears throat> what, um, what do you have planned in the, in the future with the, uh, with the dogs down there? Are you, are you looking to, to, uh, um, you know, pursue any other, um, you know, type of poachers or stuff outside of the, the rhinos? I mean, what, what's that looking like? Well, I think we focus on, on the rhinos right now. I don't want to jump all over the page. And, and, you know, I was only contacted by one person uh, thus far to, to, to pursue this objective. And I think that, that, that we focus on this and let the rhino take a break and get back on their feet. And then if, if a, another country calls and, and, and needs the dogs, then we just build, build from there. Yeah. And you did do some, some work before with the, uh, um, with the, uh, Capturing jaguars is is that? I did in 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 2010. I was contacted by the by the Mexican government to go down and and they were losing a lot of jaguars on on the on the highway. Um, they were getting getting run over, and they wanted to know where would be the best places to put um, the the wildlife tunnels to go underneath the highway. So we went and <clears throat> went down and captured some jaguar and put collars on them and kind of gave them our thoughts on where to, where to put the tunnels and, and, uh, shoot, I haven't, I haven't been contacted since we did that. I guess we did a good job. Oh, that's, that's great. And now, um, you guys, uh, have, um, you know, like mountain lions are mountain lions, a big problem where you guys are in terms of. Not at all. Not at all. Along the border, um, they wreak havoc on, on, on the deer breeders, but, um, you know, we catch them pretty quick and we either, we either move, move them um, sedated or, or they, they'll harvest, harvest one periodically, you know, as a trophy. Right, right. And, and then I know, too, um, down there they've got uh, a lot of places in Texas, they've got uh, problems with the, uh, with the hogs down there. Do you guys right. do, do anything with that at all? Or? We do. We do. We have to keep them in check. You know, if, if it's almost impossible to, uh, to grow a, a crop nowadays with with, uh, with uh, with the wild hog, I mean, they, they, they tear a field up in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty destructive. Right. Yeah. And they're, and they're not native to, uh, to the, uh, to the area at all. They, they, uh, they, they, I think they have two litters a year, you know, 15 or 20. So they're, I mean, there's plenty of hogs. Man. Yeah. <laughs> they're unbelievably populated around here. That's crazy. So, um, Joe, being a, a cowboy and, and, and really uh, just exemplifying a modern-day cowboy, uh, what uh, you have a favorite uh, cowboy hat brand? Or? Um, Resistol has always been my, my preference. Um, I've, uh, heck, I've worn one every day for my, my, my entire life. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And how about, how about cowboy boots? You got uh, any? Um, you know, Emiletti's hard to beat. Um, I've got several pair of them that, that I've, I've had for, for many years now. And I, I really like them. Yeah, that's cool. Now, do you still, you still rope a little bit or, you know, I, I ride a lot. I ride almost every day with my girls. Um, they, they, they don't have any, any interest in rodeo really. Um, they just like to work cattle and, and run the, run the dogs with me. Um, I, I follow my, my hounds on horseback, so they go with me you know, as they get out of school or on the weekend. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, do you have any favorite uh, cowboy movies? Cowboy boots? No, cowboy movies. Oh, 
Yeah, Tombstone. That's 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 my all-time favorite. But uh, you know, the rest of them, I, you know, um, Pure Country was funny because I know George and and uh, um, that was pretty cool to see him take that step. So yeah, that's about it. So do you have uh, any uh, favorite uh, uh, music artists? Uh, George Strait, he's he's really good. Uh, Cody Johnson's good. Um, heck, I try to stay with Texas, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, now, where is it? Uh, can people purchase your uh, your your wine at? Do you sell that just in Texas or? Yes, it's just in Texas right now. Actually, um, um, we're we're securing some uh, distributors for the beer right now, and. Um, we're in uh, the greater Houston area, uh, all the way to College Station, uh, Austin area, um, and we're we're expanding daily. Yeah, well, that's 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 great. And you said you do you do have a a, a restaurant there at, at the brewery as well? No, we don't. Not not yet. Um, um, the, the actually the brewery took off to the point to where. We had to had to utilize everything for the to, to to keep up with the beer demand. So that's that's where that at. We I mean, we've got food trucks that come outside that allows you know the, the smaller vendor trucks to to be able to capitalize off off the crowds as well. Yeah, that's great. And, and so and you brew everything right there on um on on your place. How much how much beer do you guys make a year by chance? Um, you know, we, we can make right now, um, uh, several thousand barrels of, of, of beer. Um, and we're going to, we're fixing to expand again. We're going to be forced to expand. That's great. And then how about, how about wine? How much, how much wine are you guys producing? Um, we don't we're really target the uh, quantity with the wine is for quality. Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, we go through probably 1500 cases a year, something like that. Uh huh. And then, in what uh, varieties do you do you make? Or just you know, we've got a Tempranillo, we've got the Meritage, we've got uh, a Cab, we've got a Zen uh, Cab blend, um, we've got a Sweet Red Riesling, and Mimosa. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, do you do you do you want to uh, just tell listeners where they can you know check you out on on social media your winery brewery and and get more well i have a public figure page uh for that people are following me you know facebook only allows you five thousand friends and and uh, when i started this rhino uh endeavor um that five thousand uh went up real quick and so i started a public figure page it's just joe brayman um there's a picture um of, of me with a dog that's engaged on a person. Um, and, uh, the, the, that's kind of how you can identify it. Cause I noticed it. I don't know how, but I guess some people tried to start, um, different pages or something. And I saw my name was listed as having like six, um, uh, Facebook pages. So you can follow, um, the Rhino, uh, uh, anti-poaching deal on my public figure page. Or on my website at BrahmanBrands.com. Okay, perfect. Well, great. Well, you know, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on, and, and I just think it's uh, just a, an amazing cause that you, that you're doing down there um, in Africa with with your dogs and in uh, helping stop this poaching of of the rhinos. And uh, I just look forward to seeing you know how the uh, 
how that program develops and in, in, in what you what you what you get going and what you what you do next. Well, I, I I'm glad you you reached out. It's a great it's a great story and it's very humbling to me to, for them to have asked me. You know, I'm still look back and it's kind of I'm just kind of surreal to me. You know how everything started and then you know I, I, it was time to deploy and we 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 did and then you know the the Two days after I got there, the first deployment, we catch someone, and you know the dogs, the, the hounds had never seen um, wildebeest, never seen buffalo, never seen elephant, never seen lion, never seen leopard, so forth and so on. And I was worried that the dog, you know, it was going to intimidate them. But you know, it, they they hit the ground running, and I mean, it was over after that. I mean, they they realized their job, and and uh, I'm just honored that, that that they asked me to do it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And that's, that's the other thing I, you know, I wasn't really thinking about. I was so focused on, you know, the, the rhinos and everything that there's a lot of different wildlife down there on the ground as well. Yeah. And all of them mean, <laughs> they're all mean. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. And, 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 and again, too, like uh, the, the weather down there, um, what, what's, what's the climate like? That you well, you know, uh, fortunately for me, uh, I left uh, South Texas, 100 degree weather and it was winter over there because it's opposite from here. So it was actually nice when I was there, you know, the, I think the hottest I saw it was 88 and, uh, you know, but average 75 to 80 degrees during the day, 50s at night. Yeah. And and when, when are you planning to go back? I think I'm going to go back in December. So it ought to be good and hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Joe, again, man, thank you for for coming on and sharing. Um, and uh, you know, good luck with with the program. And I look forward to following you, you know, on social media. And uh, look forward to coming down there to Texas and and uh, getting some of that running, walking, Walker beer. Yeah, and 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 I appreciate you reaching out, Dan. I really do. And if you ever get a chance to come by, um, just um, message me, and and uh, I'd love to have you down and show you. Uh, our training protocols and, and, and the rest of the dogs that are in line to go to Africa. Yeah. That'd be great. I definitely would definitely like to do that. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yep. You too, Joe. Have a good day. Yeah, bye-bye. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock. And I sit down a cooler, I drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping
good for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down 